I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. I have a very interesting guest today that I am very excited to talk to. This is the first guest in the audience request series, and I am really glad the audience for this show has such great taste. And I don't just mean because you like this show or my guest today, but because people keep telling me how much they love their Epic Roll gear. If you haven't already, you need to check out Epic Roll at epicrollbjj.com and use the coupon code PODCAST15 to take 15% off geese, rash guards, hats, joggers, fight shorts, coffee mugs, anything you'd ever need in your life, Epic Roll has you covered. Don't spend more money on grappling apparel that was not designed by grapplers. Epic Roll is made by and for grapplers, and that's why it's exactly what you need to look your best both on and off the mats. Give Epic Roll a follow on Instagram at Epic Roll BJJ and use the code PODCAST15 to get 15% off at EpicRollBJJ.com. My guest today is a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu black belt who is an IBJJF American Nationals no-gi champion, just won third place at the Who's Number One Championship a few weeks ago, and whose pass and trap Kimura Control Instructional is currently available on BJJ Fanatics. I'm very excited to talk with him. Please welcome to the show, Heisam Rita. Heisam, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you. How you doing? Good, good. How are you? Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Nah, thanks for having me, man. Like, uh, really, uh, it's, it's an honor to be on your on your show. I appreciate that. You know, I put a post up on Instagram. I don't know if you saw that you were tagged in it, but I basically just said like, yeah. hey, everyone, who should I talk to? Who do you want to hear from? And I got a lot of comments and messages that all said that I needed to talk to you. So I appreciate you coming on. And Yeah, hey, uh, I'm happy that like a lot of people like tag me in it. I, I kind of saw a couple of ones and... Uh, you know, I didn't think you were going to reach out, but you actually did. And it's an honor for sure. Yeah. My, my number one strategy for getting guests on this show is to, to just send direct messages to people on Instagram and hope they respond. So uh, it worked yeah. out this time. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, I got a little update today. So yeah, I'm just chilling at home. Okay. I got a little puppy. You know, I've been, I've been like, you know, training him a little bit. It's been it's been pretty nonstop for you so far this year, and I'm going to get there. I'm going to ask you about everything that's coming up next, but the first thing I always ask people when they come on the show is just, how did you get into jiu-jitsu? How did you start grappling? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I'm originally from Ghana. That's where I was born. I lived in Ghana until um, I was 15, and at 15, um, my dad had a job opportunity in uh, Japan. So he moved us all, me and my brothers, to Japan and my mom as well. And, um, you know, while being in Japan, you know, I, I didn't have anything going on at the time. Like I was waiting to get into high school. I had difficulties learning the language, you know. And, um, you know, so um, actually at that time, my dad's boss, his name is Yamada-san. That's, he was my first uh, BJJ instructor. instructor. And... Um, so he was into jiu-jitsu, right? And like around the same time I moved to Japan, he was starting his own academy, like a gym. So I remember one time, you know, we got all got invited to, to have dinner together, like a barbecue thing that we had. And once he saw me, I was like 16 at the time, but I've always been the tall guy, you know, like they, they call me the giraffe. So, um, you know, when he saw me, he was like, man, you gotta do jiu-jitsu. You have the length, you have the reach, you know, and he was talking something at the time, to be honest, I really didn't understand. But like, <laughs> like I said, I was waiting to get into high school at the time. So I'm like, man, 
whatever come my way, anything I could do to kill time, I was gonna do it. So initially I got into Jiu-Jitsu just, you know, through my dad's boss at the time, you know, while waiting to get into to high school. And one thing led to the other, I got addicted to it. And uh, 11 years later, I'm still doing it. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's pretty much the, the way it goes. If you start jiu-jitsu, you either get addicted right away and want to do nothing but jiu-jitsu or you realize it's not for you. And you, there, there's not like a lot of middle ground. But Yeah, that, that's very true. <laughs> now, when did you come from Japan to, to the United States? Um, from Japan to the United States, actually last year, November, November 17th. So I'm almost oh, oh, almost going to hit a year now. Next month going to be a year. So, um, you know, the pandemic happened last year and, uh, you know, I was just like frustrated and just to give a little bit of backstory, you know, being my nationality, being Ghana, like getting into the state hasn't been very easy. You know, it's been really, really tough. And, you know, once after like, like trials, I got rejected like six, seven times. I don't really remember, but then I did quintet and then, you know, I got a lot of support that finally made me get into the country. You know, so I, I, I visited in 2019, I was in uh, Hands of Gracie, I, I trained a little bit for like two months, you know, so I went back to Japan, you know, hoping to come back. And while I was there, like the pandemic happened, 2020, around February, like, you know, Japan was around February, everything shut down, you know, so, um, you know, it was a little bit more frustration, I'm like, man, I've been working so hard to get this visa to make it to the state, you know, to compete at the highest level of Jiu-Jitsu. And the world literally like kind of shut down at the time. Yeah, things kind of got in your way a little bit that you couldn't really control. Yes, yes, that's that's very right. And um, you know, for me, it was a lot of frustration. So I had a friend who we went together before in Kappa DM Tokyo, and uh, he started his own gym here in Detroit. So I reached out to him, and he was like, "Yeah, let's do it. Come true." Yeah, and uh, that's how the move happened. Yeah. Are you are you enjoying yourself in, in the U.S.? I, I know it was a big hurdle to get here, but was has it at least paid off? You think being here? Yeah, yeah, it's paid. It's paid off really, really huge. You know, um, it's it's all been worth it. You know, like it, it took a lot of hard work and you know a lot of trials, but um, I finally made it here, and like my career has been taking off ever since. And you know, I've been more active in my due to career. I've been competing more. I've been on all this. Um, you know, pro events and stuff. And uh, yeah, I would say yes, it's been really, really successful so far. Yeah, you've had a lot of success. You had the American Nationals Championship. You've done uh, who's number one a couple times. You, know, you had that that really nice submission over Orlando Sanchez a few weeks ago. You know, what what is that moment like when you get a submission against a guy who He's a big name in the sport. People know who Orlando Sanchez is, and you can go out and not only compete with him, but you get the finish. What was that like? Yeah, um, to me, like after, like to be honest, uh, I I was told after the post interview, like I was the first person to submit him, you know, and I was like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't really know that, you know, because yeah. I, I, I know Orlando Sanchez, he's like an OG in the sport, you know. I was still like a pebble belt or something like that when he won the ADCC, you know in 2015 and um, you know like I used to view them like yo these are like the real deal like you know it's like it's not even within my reach you know and then to finally make it to the state and like get the opportunity to, to be on the same card to me that alone was like huge you know and yeah absolutely just to be out there was, with them yeah like and when I step on the mat I'm like yeah what's the worst that could happen yeah you know right yeah 
the ADCC veteran. He's been he's faced literally every star that's there. You know, I'm just gonna go there and do my best, you know. And uh, well, my my best is uh, getting the submission. And everybody who knows me or who watches me, uh, I've never been a guy who like win fights through the points. It's like either I go for the finish or get killed while going for that. It, it's like nothing in there. So, um, you know, and you know, I, I hit a couple of moves. I got him to get into the turtle pushing and like, I'm very confident when I get to your back, no matter who you are, I'm gonna yep, finish it. Yep, like, yep. Getting the back is not an easy position, you know? And um, when you get it, I when I get it, like I wanna utilize it. I wanna make sure that I finish it, you know? So um, I don't know if you, if you saw the fight, you know, I tried to get into like a, the inside Sankaku, like the double trouble position. And, you know, he was really strong, more experienced, you know, a little bit of movement. I, I lost everything. I was like, whoa, you know, so I just gave up. I came up on top while he was still in title. And I felt like he probably didn't expect me to wrap my hands around him like I did quickly. But, you know, um, I'm uh, I'm not just a big guy. I'm pretty big and like training, the years of training in Japan with smaller guys made me focus more on techniques, just like not to focus on my side or like weight. You know, so um, I can say I'm a big guy with like a lightweight movement. You know, so uh, when I got when I saw the opportunity, I knew it. I, I knew that I was gonna I was gonna catch it. You know, I was gonna make him keep him there as long as I could. You know, right. And submission right. um, came in fast. Yeah, and really fast. <laughs> and it was it was a nice finish. I, I think a lot of people were surprised uh, that that Orlando would get tapped that way. But like you said, having the experience of rolling with like smaller guys, like I consider myself to be a bigger person. I'm like six one. I'm not nearly as big as you are because I also am like 170 <laughs> pounds. But I know what that that's like of you know you, you know frequently being the the taller guy in the room. I'd imagine you're always the tallest guy in the room when you train. I've been I've, I've always been the tallest guy in the room. Yes, that's why I like watching you do the uh, the body triangle from the back because. You know, long legs. I always, I always rock the body triangle when I get the back, and it, it annoys yeah, people, yeah. people so much. Being a taller guy, how do you try to use that in your game? Like, how do you try to take advantage of being taller than most of the people you compete against? Yeah, so um, I, I try to use my my reach as an advantage because, like, um, you know, I can I can create the distance that like most people, you know, wouldn't be able to do much, but I can still be able to get to the position that I'm, I, I want to get. And if you watch my style, it's like outside passing, trying to create stuff and then like jumping through and all that stuff, you know? So always when I'm, I'm competing against guys, you know, especially when I have the, the height advantage, you know, I, I really try to utilize it mostly. And uh, just basically like just trying to keep them within reach, you know, because for me, I try to keep them between distance because that's where I want them. You know, and some guys they try to hide like the pressure passing, uh, like the guys that I don't really, you know, I I, I hate going against guys that I like to close that. Yeah, stuff, yeah. You know, me too. I hate so, that. Like, uh, get off me. Like, give me a little space. Like, I'm I'm yeah, used to making so, like making a little room. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, you've been like six one. Like, uh, um, you said one seventy. So you you really understand. You know, you really like a very big guy for your weight division. You know. So yeah. um, and I'm 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 pretty tall. Like I'm six. Five point he's five and a half, and uh, you know, um, for my height, and I compete under two hundred five mostly. I can still do heavyweight if they need me to, but like, it's very rare to find people like my height 
and you know skill set to to be around that same weight class you know and uh, absolutely yeah i'll say that like the years of living in japan you know made it like my diet hasn't been as big you know actually to be honest moving to the states has been like i I had to do a lot of adjustment to maintain my weight because the diet here is just like the bigger portion you know but um yeah so i always felt like i have the height advantage in my weight class and uh, that's like what i try to like utilize even when i'm playing guard you know i know when i just by having my knee up i can keep the guys in distance far away as much as i can with and you know when I, i'm ready to close i can close the distance quicker than most of my opponents uh, expect you know so uh, yeah i just try to use whatever i can you know my height and like you know controlling them in the distance and then close it when i you know and uh, make them work to try to close the distance and while they're doing that i'm already you know plotting the next move you know so while they're defending to close the distance i'm already like past trying to pass the guard or like you know set up some acrobatic move something like that you know so um yeah and i feel like my height really really um helps me to set up moves like that you know even when i'm not closer to them i can still make an impact you know so yeah now you've had a lot of success with like the kimura trap i've seen you use that a lot to transition through positions not only just finishing with kimuras but you you set a lot of stuff up that way and you have the, your instructional yeah. on PJJ Fanatics, right? The Kimura Trap. I, I've been really successful with it, like mostly um, since I moved here and like doing most of the competitions, you know. And um, with the Kimura Trap, it's like it, instead of like trying to pass the guard the usual way, you know, trying to like clear the legs, the hip line, the knee line, or you know, you know the the, the normal stuff, and trying to move and then get to the side. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, you yeah. Know, I have the length, I can control the, the hands while they still have their legs on, on my hips or wherever it is, you know? And uh, that's like one of the moves that I, I started to work with, with my friend here, um, David Garmo, when I moved to um, Detroit, you know, he he's not like the tallest guy, you know, he's like five, five, seven, five, eight, I think. And uh, he, you know, when I first moved, he started taught, teaching that. I'm like, huh, this is actually really good. You know, and uh, when I did it in practice, I was getting more success with it. But like, okay, how can I make this my own thing? You know, if you if you watch most of my fights, like I pin the arm down, like trying to fake that I'm moving to the other side and then switch sides to get to um to the arm, you know, to set up the camera from where the pe- um, most of my opponent not expecting. And I would say it's like um it, it's easier like to do it with my length too as uh, uh, sometimes because you know. The, the, the traditional like Z guard or whatever, like they feel like most people are gonna stop there trying to deal with that Z guard, you know. But for me, it's like, okay, I'm not gonna deal with that. I'm just gonna jump through that, you know. So uh, yeah, and uh, in practice, I got a lot of success with it. And when I did my first American National, when I first moved here, I got some success with this. So I'm like, okay, you know. So I just started practicing it and then trying in different scenarios, you know, and see different reactions and how am I going to get to that and uh yes it's, it's been really successful so far but the problem is like it's I feel like everybody kind of knows that now so uh it, it's getting hard to do that so um yeah that, that's the spot you know I just yeah. keep on building and keep on switching my stuff and I keep on working on, on new stuff yeah yeah that, that Kimura grip I've, I've seen you do it a few times where you use it to set up your pass and then you almost pass directly to the back because the way you have the grip established. And then from the back, you can immediately transition to like a traditional arm bar 
or attack switch back to, yeah. to the Kimura. It's like a really powerful grip. Um, I'm a little annoyed with you because I play Z guard a lot. So the more people who start doing the Kimura yeah. trap, it's worse for me, but you know, <laughs> I'm not going to ask you to take down yeah. your instructional. I guess you can leave it up, but, uh, you know, um, you know, when BJJ fanatics reach out to, for me to make an instruction as well, like, okay, what, what could I make now? Like, you know, like, you know, what is it that could make people more exciting, like something to look forward to? So I kind of went to my Instagram trying to connect with the fans and like, hey, if I should like release an instruction, what would you guys want to learn from me? You know, just to get an idea. Right, right. And surprisingly, majority of the people, I would say like 80% were like, the camera system, the camera traps, you know, and that's what they saw. Like in the, on, I hit it on the who's number one American national. I think that final fight, I, I hit it to go that. So like I have been really successful with it. So um, the people requested for that, and I was like, okay, let's let's just let, let, let let's put that out there, you know. And, You're a man of the people. You got to give the people what they want. Yeah. Yes. Right. So we just got done a lot of Nogi. Obviously, Nogi Worlds just happened. You had the huge number one championship. Yeah. Uh, what is on the schedule next? Are we going to see you in the Gi competing some more, or what do you have planned? Yeah. Um, so uh, I uh, so like I, I said, coming from Japan, I've always been a Gi guy. You know, I I I, I competed in the Gi a lot. I've done mostly Gi, but honestly speaking, right now it's like you know it's shifted to Nogi now. Like all the pro events or like the money fights is is nogi and like it's not like i don't like nogi i always train but as much as the gi you know so um um yeah so nogi is there but like right now um i still have a couple of you know events that i'm gonna do which i can maybe i can share some right now uh, I, I don't know okay published so um but i don't want to get you in trouble don't get yourself in trouble <laughs> i mean i would i would love to have the breaking news but i don't want to get you in trouble <laughs> yeah but like uh, most of the stuff you know like the who's number one you know obviously they want me back on there uh, some in not the next one but like ten, the, the one after that and um you know um um events like the sug like submission underground you know they reach out and uh, i'm actually going to compete in really soon which is going to be announced really soon you know so i i feel like right now all the offers i'm getting is no gi you know and, yeah you know, right and you I, i'm sure you've been the jiu-jitsu guy you already know the struggles and stuff like that and um you know you gotta go where the money is yes you go where the money is you, you get it you get my point you know so yeah you can actually compete and like make some money from you know actually jujitsu, then you know I just gotta go go with that you know, and uh, I, I gotta pay the bills somehow. So yeah, so yeah. Right now it's like um, I love the gi. You know, I will compete if I don't have anything going on. If my schedule is kind of dry, you know, and uh, you know there's some gi tournaments. Like I did the gi tournament that was held in Detroit, the IBJJ of Open in Detroit Open the gi. I competed in it because around that time I didn't have much going on, you know. But same if I have the money fights. You got to take it. Yes. You got to take the money fight. Yeah. I got to take the money fight. Now, money fight that I want to see that I'm disappointed that I haven't seen yet. And maybe maybe after this comes out, we can get a renewed interest. But you versus Keenan, you know, I've been waiting to see this fight. You and Keenan Cornelius. It hasn't happened yet. What do we need to do to make the Keenan fight happen? I I, uh, I feel like it's uh, up to Keenan, man. Like, yeah. Uh, we almost has he responded at all to you? Has he responded to your request for the match? Um, so far, no. I mean, one yeah. time I kind of like 
you know, after I, I did my host number one debut, you know, they kind of asked me who I would like to go to. And like me being a tall guy, a lanky star, like Keenan has always been someone that I kind of looked up to because with his star and, you know, his length, I'm like, okay, that's a guy I can like steady because we kind of have similar body type, even though I'm, I'm, I'm a little taller than he is, you know, and uh, he's, I've always been a fan, you know, so after that, my first debut on Who's Number One, I got a win on that, and they asked me who would you like to go against, you know? So like, yeah, I just fought Kenan's student, but like, it's always been a dream for me to share the match with Kenan, you know? And once again, I, I just lit, lit it out there, and actually they made that fight happen. I don't know if you remember, like, it was announced, yep. everything was set, and literally four days, you know, I think five days or four days before that, you know, I got the email, or not, like, uh, Hollywood Mike, you know, Mike C was the yeah. who, you know, set up the fights, messaged me like, hey, I got a unfortunate news, Keenan is out, you know, he got a back injury, you know, but, you know, you're going to have to fight one of his students again. So I I, I went from like almost the co-main events to back to prelims, which was like, man. Yeah, it's a bummer. You know, it's a bummer. Like, I, I've been training so hard for this fight, but like injuries too is part of the sport, you know, like. It, it could happen. Yeah, not, nothing you can do. Yes. Yeah. It could happen to me. It happened to him, and uh, you know, uh, and he's been having some back issues apparently. And uh, you know, so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna fight this guy, and then after that, maybe we get to go together. But then, <laughs> you know, I, I made some requests. I I I uh, I tried to like call him out on my stories and stuff. So far, nothing. <laughs> It'll happen if yo you keep beating people like Orlando Sanchez and you keep beating the top guys like. Yes. Yeah, It'll happen gonna, eventually. Eventually, yes. Eventually. I'm I'm a big Keenan fan too. I always say that uh, technique that I do in the gi is probably stolen from Keenan, and then technique that I do no gi, I probably stole from Lachlan Giles. So I would also love a chance to go against either of those guys. But mm-hmm. unlike you, I don't have a chance to beat them. So I'm hoping <laughs> that you can uh, you can bring it home for yeah, us. Yeah. But it'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah, hopefully, you know. And I, I feel like you know, just like you said, a lot of people want to see that fight. You know, a lot of people were disappointed when the fight was like, you know, uh, it didn't happen. So, um, yeah, like for me, I'm ready to go whenever, you know, I I said like, yo, give me the contract. I'm going to sign. I'm going to be there. So like really it's it's up to Kenan's hand, you know, and I don't know, maybe he probably doesn't want to do it anymore. You know, he's done competing. I I don't know. But (laughs) somehow change his mind and want to do it. Yes, we're going to do it. And at the same time, I'm not just going to wait. I'm like, okay, I'm waiting for Kenan to, you know, accept. Right, right. Like, you know, life got to go on. You know, I got to keep beating other guys. I got to keep proving, you know, my skill set, my jiu-jitsu to the wall. And, you know, at some point, it's going to be like undeniable that I deserve that fight. And it's going to come down to he doesn't want to take it, you know. Right. Well, I will put out, like I always do, I'll put out clips of this episode on Instagram. So I'll tag him in a few. And maybe yeah. maybe your favorite jiu-jitsu podcast is all that you needed to get the match with yeah, Keenan. For real. Yes. Let's, let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. <laughs> and like, I feel like the fans, the fans deserve this, you know, at least, you know. Yep. You, you cannot tease the fans like that. You know, like everybody got right. excited, like four days before the fight, you know, you pull out and then it never happens. You know, it's kind of like, you know, too much went into this too much like finally and it didn't happen you know and everybody's like still wondering like you know what could up but it's not like something that we couldn't we can do it again we can actually you know reschedule and then set up a time now heisen before i let you go 
if anyone isn't following you already or doesn't know where they can find you, just just give me all the information about where people can find you if they want to if they want to start following you. Yes, uh, I, I, I'm more very um, on Instagram. Like I'm very more active on Instagram. I'll say you know, so you can follow me on Instagram. Hi, some AJJ. You know, uh, that's where I, I I know I try to connect with my the fans. You know, trying to like something to, for them to look forward to, you know, like listen to them, like, you know, what type of instruction they want. So, yeah, if you guys are interested in following my career, please, Heisam AJJ, follow me on Instagram and I uh, on Facebook as well. I, I got a page um, with a Heisam official. So, um, yeah, I post all my, my fight updates, all the techniques and the stuff like that, you know, all, all the stuff out there. You know, and uh, yeah, um, there's going to be big news. I, I have a lot of stuff that I'm working on right now, uh, which I cannot really talk much about it right now. But, you know, just be a witness. Follow my Instagram. <laughs> well, I will I will link to those below in the description for, for this episode. But you have to promise me that once you can talk about those things, you come back on and we'll talk about them once you're allowed to. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I promise you we're going to make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Hi, Sam. I got a lot of messages, like I said, asking for you to come on the show. I do really appreciate you coming on. Uh, I, I look forward to maybe next time we can be in the same room and maybe we can get some training in and you can you can beat me up and I'll never post the footage of it ever. <laughs> nah, I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. Like sometimes the most humblest guys are the, like the problem, you know? <laughs> so yeah, but like definitely I would like to share, you know, the match with you. We get to train. Like that's all I do, you know, that's all I do. And like, you know, meeting new people. And to me right now, you know, I'm still new, relatively new in the States. You know, majority of the people still kind of don't know about me yet. And it's not because I, I don't think it's my skill set. You know, I've had some obstacles that I have to overcome, you know, my nationality, you know, having to enter into the into the country. It's been really, really hard, you know. So, you know, all the way from purple blue belt through brown belt, I never got to compete on all of all the big stages. You know, I only got opportunity once I, I got a black belt. So now I'm here, I'm not taking it for granted. And like everything like that, even like you having me on the podcast, like it's huge for me. You know, this is like living a dream, you know, and uh, even if it's just one person that gets to see me or hear about me and, you know, that's how I'm going to build my brand. That's how I'm going to build my name. So really, really appreciate that. Listen, man, I had to get you on before you get too famous for me before you're, <laughs> yes, I'm not worth it for you, but <laughs> I said, thank you so much, man. I will, I will talk to you shortly. Okay. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Appreciate you. Big thank you to Heisam Rita for coming on the show today. And thank you all for suggesting him as a guest. I really enjoyed our conversation. There are a lot more interviews coming. And if you don't want to wait to listen to them and you want to hear them as soon as I finish them, please check out the link to our Patreon in the description. Everyone on Patreon listens ad-free and gets access to tons of bonus content. Thank you so much for your support of this show, and I will see you in the next one.